So welcome to Carving a New Path. My name is Andrea Hyland. I'm the founder of Heal My Voice and the host of this show. Well, this podcast is filled with stories and tools and resources to help you pause and reflect on the life you are living while opening to new possibilities. Most of us were raised in a society that encourages productivity and do, do, do. And it isn't until a life circumstance, like a job layoff or an illness or the birth or death of a loved one, something that disrupts your daily routine, that you slow down to pause and reflect on your life. Well, in the stillness of slowing down, you have an opportunity to carve a new path. And 2020 has created a global disruption with COVID-19 and the spotlight on racial injustice, which is calling us to pause and reflect, make changes and heal. So today's show is called Your Opinion Matters, Speak Up with Katherine Yarborough. And before Catherine and I begin our conversation, I wanna read a short bio to you. She is the creator of the Manifesting Clients Academy, an inspirational speaker and the author of the soon to be published book, The Unstoppable On Purpose Solopreneurs Handbook. Catherine teaches heart-based on-purpose solopreneurs how to unleash their light on Facebook, manifest clients, and grow a business they love. So welcome, Catherine. Hi, Andrea. So I want to say that Catherine, I've known Catherine, I would say that I've known you since 2007 through On Purpose Woman. And you probably didn't know me at that point because I was coming into an environment you had been in for a few years. But I remember very consciously noticing you, watching you, learning from you. And, uh, and I appreciate all that we've learned from each other over the, the years since then. Um, but I just wanted to say the, to the listeners that I was really watching Catherine in the last few months. Actually, I stalk her regularly. On oh, get media. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> I sent her this note about why I wanted to talk about why she decided to start speaking out more about the things that she believes in and that that you posted it at one point. I, was, I went back trying to find when it was, but I would say it was probably a couple of months ago, sometime in the summer. And the thing that really struck me about it was how that decision to start speaking out about things that you believe may also create a disruption in clients and followers who do not feel the same, same way. And before I, before I have you share something, I had like a flashback right before we got on today about, oh yeah, November, 2010, we were doing Living on the Edge radio show. And twice a month we would come on, we'd talk about our lives and what we felt was, you can speak for yourself around that, but I remember it as things were kind of falling apart in our lives, like in sh shifting and we noticed it with our clients and we decided, you know what, we're just gonna talk about what does it mean to live on the edge and what does it mean to, so, so you and I have this history 
And then a year later, we evolved the show to co-creating with the universe. And then at some point, we both went on and co-created out in the world <laughs> with the universe, but not with each other. So I wanted to just open up a window here for you to just talk about what is it to speak up and what what was the turning point for you that came a few months ago? So one of the things that I realized in the past year was that I was holding myself back and I could feel it, especially on Facebook. I could feel that I held myself back. And I think that through a few meetings that I attended, most likely on purpose woman community meetings mm -hmm. with different speakers talking about different things, I had the inspiration to make myself uncomfortable. And because I, I knew if I started to speak about things that I knew that other people didn't agree with, that I could get some, possibly get some flack. And I've never gotten flack. I'm not a person who attracts flack to kids, people who says, you know, what are you crazy for saying that? Or I feel this way, blah, 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 whatever. I've kept the peace on Facebook. And I don't even think of myself as a person who keeps the peace. Like I, I don't think that, like, I don't feel like that's my natural personality type. If you see me in person I speak up, I speak out, I, I speak, I'm comfortable with that at this stage in my life. And so it was intriguing to me to become aware of how much I still held myself back on Facebook and how it felt like as a result, I wasn't being the fullest expression of myself. I, I, I felt held back. Mm -hmm. So I made a decision and started taking a few risks about posting about COVID and racial issues and then the election. And it's been an interesting experience to do that. And it's always interesting on Facebook, you know, what are you going to post? How are people going to respond? Are they going to like it? Are they going to comment? There's all that kind of thing. And so I, I, I like engagement. Maybe we all do. But anyway. Well, and I feel like over the years, um, although when I look back to us talking on the radio 10 years ago, and we would come on 15 minutes early and we would just give each other a little snippet of what we thought, like what was happening in our lives that day and then go with it. And sometimes you take the lead on the conversation and, and sometimes I'd take the lead. But I've been wondering if in this speaking up now, if even then we were not willing to talk about everything mm -hmm. and how that's been part of the evolution. And I mean, I know I went through it when with Heal My Voice, we decided to do a book called Sensual Voices. Mm -hmm. 
And mm -hmm. I knew that we would be talking about sexuality. And although even on the radio show, we, you and I talked about the body and sexuality and, and stuff. And I, yeah, I went through a kind of a crazy Kundalini experience that I shared with everyone. What is all this sensation in my body? And, you know, and, and all that, but it felt like putting that on heal my voice that I might ruin the reputation. I can remember just going through the feelings of if we talk, okay, we've been talking about fearless. We've been talking about grief. We've been talking about, I mean, people talked about money, you know, it's like we kind of broke through these topics. Um, we hadn't talked about politics because politics was like, I mean, now I feel like that definitely the door has been opened for all kinds of conversations, but, but that I remember significantly really reflecting on, will I ruin all the work we've done up until mm -hmm. now by coming out and women writing stories about sexuality? You know, that felt like the taboo and that was 2016, I think. So, um, I, you know, I'm just wondering, do you, what, what are your thoughts about that? Or what kind of comes up for you about when we speak up and does it ruin our reputation or does it change the way people think about us? And, uh, right. That's a really good question. And, and I think that I, I, I guess for me, this whole process of speaking up, speak, sharing my perspective more, as I said earlier, one of my fears was that I would be upsetting people. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about mm -hmm. if you share about sexuality, will that ruin the reputation of your organization? And I think that we each, those of us who aren't, those of us who have held in some of our opinions and perspectives, I think we do it for different reasons, mm -hmm. essentially. And so the practice of actually speaking up, like the practice of me doing those posts on Facebook, the practice of you both exploring what it was about, but then also doing the book mm -hmm. through that practice, I think it's an opportunity for us to actually look at what is it that's been going on? What's the mechanism that for me in particular and for each person in particular that's had me hold things in? I have one client who has said to me, I'm concerned about what my siblings, how my siblings are going to respond to what I post. And when I talk about different things about her, you know, and she's talking about her business. And, and so she's got an actual fear about, the possibly being shamed, those mm -hmm. sorts of things. So we each have an individual experience. And my guess is this might be sort of like an onion mm -hmm. of stepping out a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And for example, talking with you right now, Andrea, and I know that some people are going to listen to this down the road, but this is so easy. You could ask me anything. Well, maybe not anything. I may still feel uncomfortable <laughs> on some things, but, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, this is easy, but posting on, for me, posting on Facebook is like, it's right there. It's immediate. Uh, people are going to just comment you right away. If, 
they don't like what you have to say. And so then I, and I can feel it right now. It's like this tightness in my chest and sort of this, um, oh my God, what are they going to, what are they going to do? So, so I think there's different ways we also practice speaking up and so, yeah, anyway. Well, I appreciate the, the onion, um, example, because I do believe that that's, that that's what it is. It's, and as we come out with things, I mean, this may seem weird, but when I started posting about grief on Facebook in 2009, it was four years after my husband died. I was selling, uh, I was selling my house. I was getting rid of everything. And I was posting every day about how feelings come up, you know, like, oh, I sold the massage table today. So that means I no longer have a massage table to do my healing work and, you know, all those levels or whatever. But there, there was pushback from people. There were people, thank you so much for sharing. And then I had people write, um, hasn't it been long enough that you're still grieving this? Because it's been four years since my husband died. Well, we have you know, as we know, grief comes in way and, it, but, you know, that was like a little over 10 years ago. And that's what it was at that point. So as we come out and speak about things, it is like the next thing. And so what were the like feelings that came up for you around, okay, I'm going to post this and then and then not knowing how people were going to respond, like, were you like bracing yourself or were you like, uh, was there a process of uh, grounding yourself or feeling solid before you posted? What can you share a little bit of that process? So one of the things that I've, one of the practices that I've been developing in this practice of sharing things that have more meaning globally to more people than just potentially me. And that's part of what I'm learning. I, I started thinking I was just sharing my perspective, but then I realized that there's times that I can post that it is just my perspective. Okay. My car battery died today. And this is what I experienced. I mean, it's kind of personal. So everybody's car battery dies at some point, but it's not really a big deal. But then there's the COVID experience. And of course, this year, we're all, all, everyone around the whole globe is experiencing something about it. And there's all these different opinions or perspectives. And so, so I've learned that that's true. I've learned to recognize if I'm speaking about something that's more globally affecting people than something that's more personal to me kind of like the um what you were talking about with regard to the grieving process that was personal to you even mm -hmm. though it's a universal theme and everybody most people experience grief at some point so that's been an interesting experience what i've been practicing when i do post something that i believe is going to have a lot of potential reach or touch people that I, i'm trying to get to something that matters is it takes me a while. I write it and I read it and I read it and I edit it and I edit it and I read it until I feel like the words are truly reflecting what I'm experiencing and wanting to say in as neutral a way as possible. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe that part of a gift that I have is the willingness to hold that all sides matter 
and are okay. So it's this kind of neutrality that I speak from with my own opinion in the mix, which does have a side to it. So I, because there's obviously parts of the, I mean, this whole political thing, that's a whole nother thing we can get into that's so mm-hmm. fascinating. So mm-hmm. I would post something. When I post something, then I sit there, sort of like on the edge of my seat. Is anybody going to read it? Is anybody <laughs> going to respond? How are they going to respond? So I know when it's something that's a little bit more charged, I'm going to check it within about 10 or 15 minutes and 30 minutes at the most, because I'm also aware that some people can write in response in a way that's really negative. Mm-hmm. At first, this was interesting for me, Andrea. At first, I got, a, I remember getting a message from Saudi and she said, you know, you have a reach, you have a following, you need to be using that following. Mm-hmm. And you sh- it's kind of like, be, be more proactive with what you're saying. Because what I would do is I would just write this thing and then see all these responses. And then these people would start attacking each other, not just me, but each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there kind of neutral going, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. How do I be with this? Sure. Feeling uncomfortable and, and not knowing what to do. And then getting this message from this one woman saying, you know, you've got this reach, you, you need to be doing this. And I'm realizing that if I'm going to do this, I want to do it in a way that is responsible. Mm-hmm. that is honoring and I've started to one of my last more whatever potentially upsetting posts and some people I put some ground rules in it mm-hmm. I said I didn't want any bullying mm-hmm. any bullying will be deleted because the, the post before that I had to do it like after it had been gotten all kinds of comments after um you know, a few hours, I said, I'm deleting anything, any bullying comments here, because people think they're, you know, they can just say anything to anybody. And it's not okay to me for people to attack other people. It's not okay. And I'm clear about that. I don't, I don't have a problem. Delete, delete, (laughs) share your opinion, your opinions, welcome, but not bullying of other people. Anyway. I, I, it, and it sounded like from what you were saying earlier also is that uncomfortable conversations is part of the, you know, you post anything and there can be, people can see it differently. It can be uncomfortable or whatever, but that's different than attacking. Mm-hmm. That's different than shaming mm-hmm. people. And that's where I really think that I don't believe that we're at a place where we're all going to be all kumbaya together all the time. I think that there is, there is a, it is a time of challenging the way we think and feeling uncomfortable and taking responsibility for that. And that it's going to have conversations. I mean, I remember I first started posting politically for the first time in 2016. Um, I, decided to stand up for Hillary Clinton that I I wasn't going to support her behind curtains I was going to stand up and so there were there were that was kind of the first experience of the attacking and and all that that was coming up but one of my daughter's friends who's in her 30s came and said because I was saying just tell me what you think not 
yes, this isn't attacking each other. This is just tell me why why you want to vote for the candidate you're voting for. And we got into some some uh, I, I want to say passionate conversations that that were heated, but it was I, I really learned a lot about what fears people had that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I could see why they interpreted something one way and I was interpreting it another way. And so that is to understand each other, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe. And you know, so it takes courage to, what you decided to do this year was to speak up and have and set boundaries around that. I have blocked some people who come repeatedly with hatred and it's like, okay, I know we're all connected and I'll send you love and <laughs> love and light, but you're not, you're not invited to come in and, and do harm to people, mm-hmm. you know? So, did you ask, I was going to ask you another question about, but go ahead. What, what would you like? Oh, to I say? was just going to say, you know, I, I continue to feel, and I've had a bit, I've had business pages for years and, and uh, I've had run groups and been active on Facebook, but you know, this last time when I posted about um, Biden and Harris winning and cause they're my uh, choice and, and that I was happy about it. And someone comes back and comments and says, wow, I can't believe you're putting, throwing this in our faces and I'm leaving this page. And, oh, excuse and, me to laugh, but it just, it, anyway, I love yeah. humans. They, then sometimes they make me chuckle. That- yeah, but what's interesting is it, it's like, okay, fine. And I delete the comment. But I still, I'm still remembering it's, it's this feeling of um, being stabbed. And mm-hmm. so it's still scary for me. Mm-hmm. This, for me, it's still going to continue to take courage. And I'm going to keep exploring what do I want to speak up about? What, what does it mean for me to not hold myself back? And I don't have all the answers yet because this was really a big experiment that you're this last six months that you've been asking me about. And so I don't know. And I know I don't like that feeling. I don't like upsetting people and I don't like feeling stabbed, but my, our friend Jenny Robertson reminds me, I think of something Oprah said years ago, which is that if something to the, uh, this is my interpretation, if you're going to be, bigger, be seen more, be out there more, you're going to upset more people. And to expect to not upset people, is my thinking of it, is incorrect. So if I'm upsetting people, that means I'm doing what I say I want to do, which is to put myself out there more. Yeah. So, but it's, so it's like, okay, so I got stabbed. All right, I'm letting that go now right now even now as we speak right now because that because that means I'm doing what matters to me at this moment in my life which is to not hold back anymore and be the fullest expression of myself and I'm still exploring what that means well and I, I want to say um, something to that also is that when I was concerned about heal my voice and sensual voices 
I was concerned about how that was going to affect all the women who had participated in the programs. So it wasn't just about me. It was about all the work that we were doing to heal trauma, loss, and grief, and also about women having a seat at the table. And would that harm our, our mission or, or whatever? And then there's the part about us standing in who we are and what we believe. And the I would say something that's been really important to me for my lifetime is women being visible, women being at that, at the table, dinner table, community table, global table, you know, president of the United States. It's like, we need more women involved in order to do that. We have to be able to talk about what we believe and know that we believe different things. I mean, I learn something every day about where my, like I get a new perspective about something every day. And so I don't go out looking for it. I just am open to listening to other people as well as speaking. And that's what I feel. And, And so, I mean, something I'm really conscious of is this, this evolution of us not holding back. And are you noticing that in your, in your business, not in a way of uh, like people leaving your groups, which is one aspect of it. One person, you know, say, I mean, I, I, I have almost 5,000 friends on my Facebook page and I realized at one point, oh, I'm just going to look at how things I'm posting, how many people are leaving my page, you know? And I would say that I probably lost about 50 and then gained 30 uh, friends throughout this political stuff of posting. But I'm just wondering about the work that you're doing with your clients now. And uh, the, you know, I was reading some things in your bio, but I know that one of them is, I want to get the words right. So I'm calling this Unleash Your Light, How to Unleash Your Light. So I wonder if you could talk about that as kind of the the segue, because the you know, to me, the conversations on this podcast are about how we make changes or something falls apart and we get to take a look at it again and we pause. And then this idea for a program or idea for changing something in your home or what, whatever that is comes. And it just feels like something's birthing in you through this process of your opinion matters, speak up. Mm-hmm. Well, so I want to say one thing before I speak about the Unleash Your Light process, mm-hmm. and uh, in particular, Unleash on Facebook, Unleash Your Light on Facebook, and Kam- Kamala Harris during the vice president inter- um what's it called when they he talked she talked with McCain the debate the debate, the, the debate. and every yeah. you know most people who follow that at all know she said uh, she kept saying I'm speaking I'm speaking right. Yeah. I believe those were her words. Yes. I, and and the, the thing that happened within 24 hours, within moments of that, uh, the phenomenon that I experienced on Facebook of her, the, the memes, I'm speaking, the t-shirts, I'm speaking, and her now subsequently being elected to vice president 
um, of the United States. I'm having chills right now. I think this is all part of what you're speaking to, what you've been championing since I've known you, for women to speak up and to be seen, to be at the table. I just, I'm so thrilled that we're getting to the table. And because, I mean, I remember over the last 10, 15 years, looking at, you know, news would come on and there'd be these big conference tables of officials, whatever, and they're all men. And I would just sit there going, where are the women? Where are the women? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that, that we're stepping up. I really appreciate Kamala Harris and her role and, and Joe Biden in choosing her as his running mate and her words. I'm speaking because there's just such power in, in that practice. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking, especially when someone's around interrupters, which we don't, neither one of us seem to be though. I used to have a practice of interrupting people and it's, it's a, it's just an old habit. I, I'm not um, a debater like the uh, people. So anyway, I wanted to say that. And I think that's important as women, we need to speak up. I'm speaking. So I think it is interesting that you're shining the light on how the Unleash Your Light on Facebook program got birthed around the same time. I actually had not put those pieces together, Andrea. <laughs> well, that's why we always have each other to see something. You know, it's like, like I said, I'm stalking you. I've been following. I've been watching. Like, oh, okay. That's what's, this is what's evolving. Okay. This is cool. Yeah. So here's actually where it came from within me, but it's so fascinating that this was happening at the same time. So one of the things that I teach, I, I teach seven skill sets to, um, to be an unstoppable on-purpose solopreneur. One of them is to create a vision for the future that excites you mm -hmm. so much you will be unstoppable, that you'll go for it. One of the tools that I use for me to connect to that vision is by, and open to it to uncover what it is, is to connect to part of me that I call your future on purpose self or my future on purpose self. So uh, connected to this, and I'm gonna put the pieces together, is about a year or so ago, I was going to these events back when we could go to events. <laughs> <laughs> and the question that kept coming up at these events is what is the impact you want to make? What is the impact you're making with your business? What is the impact you want to make? And I kept sitting there going, I don't want to make an impact. I don't know what impact I want to make. What are you talking about an impact? I don't have an impact to make. I just want to figure out what I'm doing and enjoy my life. Right. And, 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 and um, anyway, and so about a year ago, I said, well, you know, what would be a really cool impact to make is to inspire over 1 million women entrepreneurs to practice uh, being intentional about the stories they tell themselves, which is all part of my business because I, at the time, was doing what I call manifesting clients classes regularly where uh, my clients can come in and write, I guide them through a process of writing, reading, and saying a new story about the future so that they can create the business that they want and they are become powerful manifestors. So, so I was, I was ready. It was, I don't know, three, four months ago, I guess at this point. And I, and I said, well, let me, let me really step into fulfilling this mission, this big impact. 
you know, I'd been thinking about it and saying it's what I want to do, but I hadn't really stepped into physically determining how am I going to inspire a million or more women entrepreneurs every year to do this thing. So I said, well, I'll talk to my future on purpose self. I'll ask her how she did it. Mm -hmm. So I go inward. I connect to my future on purpose self and I say, okay, so how have you inspired <clears throat> over 1 million women entrepreneurs to be intentional about the stories you tell themselves, they tell themselves. And she says to me, I didn't. Yeah, you didn't. Okay. So then I say, well, what is the impact you've made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like plot twist is what I'm thinking to say that. <laughs> I know, right, exactly. So she says to me, the impact that I make is that I inspire women entrepreneurs to be the fullest expression of themselves so that they can fulfill their purpose because that's the, that's the only way we can fulfill, truly fulfill our purpose is by being the fullest expression of ourselves. How we unlock our purpose, actually, I think is language that came to me. Mm -hmm. Unlock our purpose is by being the fullest expression of ourselves. Now, for those of you who are listening who don't know Andrea, you know, I have a background as a dance movement therapist. Mm -hmm. And part of being the fullest expression of ourselves, which I have recog recognized as something I really care about, both for myself, which you've heard me speak to that with this whole thing of how I've been holding myself back. I want to be the fullest expression <laughs> of myself. Yes. But it includes, as I've explored it in, in what does that mean in terms of what I want to teach people, it includes integrating our body, our heart and emotions with what we know in our head, with our energy and our spirituality and having all of that be what comes out when we're speaking, when we're communicating, when we're engaging with other people. And when we're being the fullest expression of ourselves, there's something really true that comes through and it lands in people. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, okay, so I'm not doing this. I'm going to do this other thing. And around that time I was going, well, COVID's not going away anytime soon. And social distancing isn't going away anytime soon. Dr. Fauci said it may be until late 2021, though I recently did hear possibly spring of 2021 that we may all be have, a, have some immunity, um, mm -hmm. But, but we'll see how the unfolding happens. But I'm thinking, okay, well, I need to network and do my marketing on Facebook. And my clients probably want to do that too. So I'm putting these pieces together. And then this concept of unleashing your light on Facebook was born because it combines being the fullest expression of yourself mm -hmm. in a particular way on Facebook in the sense, and by particular, I mean by focusing on Facebook so that you can attract clients. And really, it's the program I think is excellent. I'm doing it for the first time and, and have participants in it and plan to do it again in February, starting in February. And um, it's fascinating. I'm intrigued by it. <laughs> fascinating. So I'm just checking as... Uh we're talking because I know that I'm that on the uh, show page here that I have all these different links that I've posted. And so where would people, it, would it be the best to go to your website to find out about the program in February or? Well, what, 
I've, I'm posting everything so people can go to the business pages and groups, but help to guide us around. So what I would, yeah, what I would say for folks who are interested in that, uh, go and get on my uh, Moving Sidewalk Movement Facebook group and join that group, start participating, definitely make it uh, something that you check in regularly with because that's where you'll find out. You can also go to my website and sign up for my e-list. Just go to, there's a free course you can get right on the homepage. So that's a way to stay connected as well, whichever works better for you. And I won't be opening the doors to the program for a while, but I will be doing some free things in December and January and some things that we'll be promoting it. So if you hook in and connect with me, that's probably the best thing to do. Catherine, I want to say, do you know the vision I had when you talked about the 1 million women? No. Was that the, the work that you're doing ripples out and when you speak about this program the shining the 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 energy that comes forth is that it it ripples out to one million women Mm -hmm. and every year and that you may not ever see all one million women Mm -hmm. but to know that that's the energy that you're you're putting out that's the you using your voice and not holding back you being at this highest potential or wait a minute, those, those are my words. You have another word for it. What is fullest, it? Be, being the fullest expression of yourself. Fullest expression of yourself. That that is what creates. That is the movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Beautiful. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to say that, that I always felt the 1 million. I just felt like you wouldn't see it. You mm-hmm. will you'll feel the effect if you can realize that, that the, the women who are around you, who you can see, they are. The- right, they're sharing, yeah. And, and yeah, and you know, it's so interesting. I just saw someone copied a post that I, that I did in a group just in the last 24 hours, she copied it. She didn't share it as if it was mine. She shared it as if it was her words. It was a question about the future. And I had the best feeling about it. Like, I don't feel like, oh, she stole my words and she uh-huh. didn't credit that this came from me. Sure. I mean, I could have had that reaction, but, and, but I have that happen. And my clients tell me they do the new story process with their clients. I mean, the things that I share, it is, being rippled out. And so thank you for mirroring that back, speaking it because it, because when someone does that and in this situation, it helps me to know it better. And the more I know it, the more I can be more conscious of, yeah, you're right. I'm going to affect the people I affect. And this is going to just do what it does as it ripples out into the world. Cool. Well, I have loved this conversation with you. Is there anything you want to say that um, to kind of wrap up our time together? God, we should, we need to talk more often. And Andrea, that's what. Yeah, it's good. Good energy. Mm -hmm. Well, I love your connections over coffee the the monthly twice a month that you do that one on your own connections through conversation through the connections through conversations thank you um thanks for like i'm tuning into the energy (laughs) just the (laughs) words um and i know that this month the two 
conversations were about gratitude and I came to one of those and, and felt the connection and filled up. And so thanks for holding the space for that also. And um, so I encourage the listeners to go click on all the links that I've put down here and check out what Catherine is doing and find the resonance for you with your own voice. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for being here. And I will talk with you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks to everyone who came to listen. Bye-bye now.